Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Good day, Offensive Points listeners. No, I will not do the possum thing. Um, I am Josh Hall, and I'm going to channel my inner Joe Wiggins as much as I can tonight since he's not with us. He's not dead. He's just up in Michigan, probably playing golf or something since, you know, the sun doesn't go down to like 10 up there. So uh, anyway, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Offensive Points uh, and also uh, at IDP Army, which we are a part of. Uh, mine is Josh Hall, 1HSTL. I'm Brevender, and then OP Economist, who is not here. Um, so for those IDP Army truthers, we do have the Jordan Reigns, the IDP Army general himself, to talk to us about some interesting news. Jordan, what do you got for us? Uh, what I don't know. What news do I have? The Dave? website. We want to hear oh, about the website. Yeah, the website. That's not really news. I mean, if people listen to the IDP Army pod, they know it exists. Um. Like you got a, you did okay, a mobile did update, update and that shit looks update. really clean because I was using it before then and it did not look amazing, but it, I'm using it now and I'm like, holy shit, this is a huge difference. Yeah, go to idparmy.com. I spent like two or three hours over the weekend on the website, uh, just making it look a little bit better, updated the rankings, um, just did a couple of little odds and ends things, nothing crazy. Um, over there, you guys can go get linked to the index. We have articles going up. It's mostly just rankings, though. That looks good. And I did set it up to where it's going to be mobile friendly. It's very That's... mobile friendly now. Yeah, is... you're welcome. That is definitely ideal. I feel Those like. are free rankings. They're free. Not definitely. Right are... But they're, you're going to get what you pay for. They suck. So, Are we going to give out our rankings for free, or could we charge like 13 cents or something for them? You know, I say... Do whatever feels right. You know? I want to charge like some something ridiculous, like sixty nine cents or something. Just pull channel my Elon Musk as well. Of course you do. We're probably gonna upset people. That. <laughs> we'll charge one Doge coin. That's. Ooh. Oh wait, no, that's not a lot. I was I was thinking Bitcoin. I was like, plus <laughs> dude. I was like, it's not a lot. Like, you have to get a Doge coin first and then give it to us. And then give it to us. All right, gentlemen. Well, this week we're talking about the NFC West. The uh, the wild, wild west, as we can call it for this week. Kind of a bunch of teams that are right dead even with each other. I mean, maybe not by the end of the season. Maybe one's going to poke its head out, you know, a little bit more than the rest. But so far from like last year, for example, and so far what it's looking like, same thing this year is all the teams are going to be about the same as each other. San Francisco was bad last season. I don't necessarily think that was their fault. They had as many injuries as you could possibly guess for one team. 
So this week we're gonna start with the LA Rams. Fuck them. Sorry. <laughs> My apologies. They left St. Louis. We're all from St. Louis or relatively close to it. So. We are pro fuck cronky around here. Oh yeah. I think everybody that lives in or around the STL area can abide. Still got lawsuits out the ass. We're waiting for him to finally give us a bunch of money for this empty Edward Jones dome that sits there and does nothing right in the middle of downtown St. That Louis. I work right next to that is just garbage. I did see a Taylor Swift concert in there. It was pretty awesome. That does the- not shock anyone. That sounds hey. like probably one of the greatest things that's happened there in a long time. It was amazing. Yeah, they had that uh, Beyonce and I thought Lady like Gaga went there too. Oh, probably Lady Gaga. Maybe. I don't know. Lady so, Gaga was a bad bitch. <laughs> not wrong well anyway the rams have a pretty good wide receiver core i think we can all agree there cooper cup uh van jefferson and robert woods all pretty good three option and even your dog agrees billy i know and and then they have deshaun jackson too so I, I will say I, I love them all. I'm not going to lie. Cup and Woods, I think, are an obvious. I know Stafford's new here. Uh, I think he's probably going to latch on to one of them, and I don't know which one because he kind of did in Detroit. He'd latch on to Marvin Jones, and then he'd latch on to Galladay. Um, so I think that uh, kind of – you're going to see a lot of both of those two, but honestly what I really like is Van Jefferson, especially for the value. Cup and Woods are both going in the 40s, 50s, 30s, somewhere in there. Uh, so you'll be getting them in the fourth, sixth round. Um, I think Van Jefferson's going super late. I think that's a steal. He's honestly my uh, sleeper for the year for wide receiver. Um, I think they got rid of Reynolds for a reason. Um, I just I just like everything about him, and I think that he's going to get a lot of work, and I think he's going to be in the slot for the most part. I know Cup gets a lot of slot work, but I think they're going to swap it up. I think I agree with that. Jordan, what do you think about these wide receivers in L.A.? I don't know. I think they're a little bit overrated, honestly. Um, really? Okay. Even with Stafford there now. Even with Stafford there. I mean, they've been gassed up a lot, but I mean, between the three, the two of them, the main ones, I mean, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, they've only got 3,000 yard wide receiver, uh, three 1,000 yard seasons in them. I mean, Sean McVay's had them both basically the whole time he's been there. So, you know, for the, the, the way the story and the narrative is around them is how great they are. Um, you know, when push comes to shove, they're kind of just, you know, PPR guys that, you know, occasionally get some touchdowns. Um, there's there's no real upside to these guys, in my opinion. I mean, they're not prototypical sort of red zone options. They're kind of just two between the 20s wide receivers. And that's kind of how they get used. That's I don't have either of them on any of my dynasty teams. I'm just, I, I, I do have one Cooper Cup share and I can't get rid of it. Traded um, my Cooper Cup shirt. Yeah, so, to me. To so Josh. I needed that second round pick, unfortunately. But I, I have two Cooper Cups, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not a big fan. I have them ranked lower on our rankings than both Billy and Joe, who surprisingly both had him at 53, had him at 65. I just don't trust that slot receiver with uh, with Stafford. He doesn't he doesn't seem to get that 
underneath the ball. He, he him for Galladay and Marvin Jones, he threw deep balls and he well, liked they, they balls. traded away the slot passer. That was golf. Golf is a huge slot passer, because, which is why people are projecting a big Amon Ra St. Brown season. But we'll get to that when we get to the Lions. But Matthew Stafford's not really or he's never really passed the same way as that. And I think I agree with Jordan. I don't know if it was a golf problem or if it's a scheme problem. I guess we'll kind of see how this season goes. But I would I'm interested to see what happens here with these wide receivers. I, I agree with Billy and, and Jordan in that matter. There is just too much like we have Robert Woods and Amari Cooper stacked on top of each other. I, I say that's a toss up. I like Cooper a little bit better probably. Where do but, you guys have Robert Woods? We have Robert Woods at forty one and we have Cooper Cup at fifty three because of overall. Me. Yeah, yeah what overall. Is that? What, uh, that's about individual? wide receiver 15 or so and then probably 22 or so huh so i'm looking I, at mine that's funny my wide i have robert woods at 16 right now in ppr and i have cooper cup at 23 and i need to fix that i think they ours, both need to go down a little <laughs> so I was say, your hate hasn't caught up to your own oh, for sure ours is no. 15 and 22 i just checked um <laughs> i just like uh one person i really like that's underneath them right now we have at 45 and even 46 kenny galladay and adam thielen uh, I think everyone just yeah, thinks probably See, those seasons. are two great. Those are perfect examples of guys I'd rather have. Oh, I have on teams. You'd rather have Kenny Galladay? Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Why? I don't trust Daniel Jones. I don't either, but Galladay's going to get worse. Trust. What don't you trust? Mm, you don't think I... he's going football? He hasn't done I... it. And we'll we'll get to the NFC it's East one day. It's us. not his fault. He, he has not had a wide receiver of the caliber of Galladay there yet. He can throw the football. And Kenny Galladay can catch the football. That's all I need. We'll see. I just remember him like an antelope going across the savanna down the field, and he trips and falls right before he scores. Well, that the wide it's the only thing I'm ever going to remember. One of the on greatest Galladay. wide receiver situations of my fantasy football career that's ever existed was the Blake Bortles, Allen Robinson year. Blake Bortles is, I mean, like he was t- not good. That was good. Alan Hearns there too. That was Alan Hearns a beast too. He and John Brown were my two favorite first like season flexes. Oh, I, I love those, those guys. Those but, wide receivers on shitty teams can be phenomenal for you. Exactly, and we know Kenny Galladay can be a G. We know that. Daniel Jones can throw deep, and we, we know that this defense is good. But I'm gonna have to Daniel see Daniel Jones. Here, da, 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 da. Daniel Jones is gonna do put him in bad enough situations where it doesn't matter if that defense is good; they're still gonna throw. You know who his exact, offensive coordinator is? Uh, the 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 the, the guy from uh, the, the Jason the Garrett. Cowboy. He's trash. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He put Mark Cooper had a million zillion yards whenever he got there. We'll see and all that. Check that stat. Oh, Check that stat. Yep, million zillion. Uh, speaking of, I know we're not doing five points, but, uh, while we're talking about the giants, I know we don't have any news, but there is news going on about Saquon not being ready for the start of the season. It's not reported officially, but they're basically saying that he is not ready yet. And they don't know. They don't have a timetable right now. We'll see. Training camp starts. A lot of stories are going to change. I have a, I know, I know. I'm just saying that's something to think about right now it is it is okay well let's move on to the tight end situation it's currently tyler higby um does that do anything for either one of y'all no i'm i am super soft right now like so so soft it's like uh, i i can't even i i know he's okay he is a a, a tight end 12 or something it's a backup tight end let's put it that i'm okay with having him as your backup tight end i would not feel comfortable if he's my starting tight end to start the year the only here let's just talk from fantasy perspective these are the players that I care about on the Rams. 
Matthew Stafford as a quarterback too. Absolutely. Okay. Cam Akers. No. As a we haven't gotten back to running backs. Where nope. we got nope. we nope. Josh has a whole Cam Akers thing, so we'll get to that. We'll quickly get okay. to Stafford. You're not going to be happy if Stafford is your starting quarterback. He's one of those guys where, like, if you missed out on quarterbacks at the beginning of the draft, maybe you take a couple guys late, and I think Stafford would probably be one of those guys. I would trust Sean McVay. Sean McVay clearly wants him, wanted him there, so he wouldn't have traded draft picks and golf to get him. So I would be interested to see what he plans to use him for, but I would not want him to be my starting quarterback this oh, year. I'm just excited for Stafford all around, though. He's going to be on a – this is probably be the best team he's ever been on, which is just sad. To so sad. I mean, he had Calvin. Calvin he was did, the best but team the that team wasn't with. good. No, no, Calvin was the best team he ever played with. Well, cause... yeah, that's probably true. Cam Akers right now in the fantasy community is just very – people either think he's going to suck and he's not going to be very good at all, or people think he could potentially make a run at being a RB1 for the entire season. Josh, let's just get your Cam Akers take out of the way so we can get through it. All right, I get it. Cam Akers didn't play a whole lot or start a whole lot, but we didn't see anything other than like one big run and some decent okay carries here and there. Daryl Henderson's still there. Everyone just assumes it's just now that uh, Malcolm Brown's gone that it's just his game to win. I have no problem with Cam Akers. I have a problem with Cam Akers this high. Drafting him as the uh, the RB10 in, in front of Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, and even Najee Harris is just ungodly to me. Maybe David Montgomery, we're a little bit of a homer on that. Uh, but I just, how could you grab him before Gibson? After his rookie year last year. That's where he's ranked right you now. Want, well, you want to talk about a guy that just ripped off a couple of big runs. I mean, Gibson wasn't exactly... Oh, we I'll will get to this in the, in the NFTs. Matthew Barry. Gibson. No, Matthew Barry oh, just told go. us that Antonio Gibson's good. <laughs> <laughs> he actually did today. I was really sad because, but no, in general though, I, I, the problem is, is that he's running back 10 right behind Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones and whoever, if someone has Jonathan Taylor. I'm looking at him on fantasy pros. He's consensus running back 12. That seems fair. I mean, that's low end running back one. I think can I think McVay is going to run him into the dirt. I mean, I think that's uh, he's the engine of that offense. I mean, we've seen them do this with running backs already. They did it with Gurley. They're going to do it again. Um, and Stafford's never had a run game, so if anything, you know, if you want to add to the Stafford narrative, you would almost need this run game narrative to be a positive one. I think it's going to be an even split. I think Daryl Henderson is a steal right now in redraft leagues. I think that. <laughs> Yes, I absolutely what? do. He, they, had the ex- they had the exact same stats last year. They had the exact same stats last year. Why would I? Why would I say Acres is the dude? Because Sean McVay has a uh, his his uh, scheme is a little harder to learn, and Acres, you know, he's just a kid. You know, it took okay. Daryl Henderson a year to get that half the time too. And Daryl Henderson looks decent. I think yeah. people. I think people. He has better stats than Cam Acres last year. Stats, Schmatz. I'm just so, saying. So I think that it's going to be kind of like this year's Austin Eckler for Cam Akers. I think this is going to be his Eckler year. Oh, the last, where... His Eckler's year last year? The one where he got injured? Well, okay. I mean, like stats-wise, I'm saying like usage-wise, where he's probably going to catch some balls, he's probably going to run, but then when they get to the goal line, they're probably he's probably not going to be used. He had 11 catches last year. No, False. He's going to be a bell cow running back. But he's 
<laughs> I don't know. I never saw so, okay, Cam Akers okay, this as is a my, bell cow running this back. This is my problem. That's Cam Akers, problem. Cam Akers is at like 15, 16, and you're getting Daryl Henderson in like 90. I I'm not saying that, don't draft Daryl Henderson. I'm but, just saying the value's there. But Daryl Henderson is not going to be the guy, Josh. Like I think they're, it's going to be even. I think Cam Akers is in a split backfield, and people don't realize it. Like they just assume he's the guy because he. Had so a couple I'm games like late. blanking. When is the last time a third round running back was a bell cow back off the top? Do either of you know who? I'm who sure that I'm would sure be. That, I'm sure that there is, but no, I do not know that off the top. Of my well, head. I know who the next one's going to be. That's Trey Summer, <laughs> but. Trace, oh god, can't wait to get, get to that. Hey, uh, also, I'll but, say Trey Sermon has great value because he's being drafted really late. That's that's true. Well, I don't know. Okay, so I guess if I had to give advice to people who are looking at Cam Akers because they're gonna, it's gonna be whoever's in the 11 12 spot in the draft where oh, you're gonna get that. I hope not for oh, Cam sorry. Akers, yes, absolutely not. That, that's where he's gonna like when the little. Mm. You know, when the list goes down, he's going to be sitting right there. You know that's true. Oh. We got to move past Cam Akers. I think I just, the pu- people are, know what they're going to do with him. My suggestion is I haven't taken him in any of my redraft leagues yet. I have him in a few best ball teams. I ha- I took him last year in Dynasty League, um, and I know that people are coming around on him because they've been asking to trade for him. So I'm, I'm that's in because on because of the Akers. hype. Okay. That's my, that's my analysis. This is true. We'll see. We'll monitor the situation. Well, let's move on to the defense. Um, I guess, you know what? Let's let the IDP expert handle this. Who on this defense would you be drafting that you're, like, you're actually going to look for in drafts? Obviously, there's some depth pieces on here, but who are you looking for on this defense? Uh, I mean, my primary your primary guys you're going to look at is Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, um then taylor rap and then it's going to be either jordan fuller or um this other safety burgess those are the main guys i would look at a lot of people are going to try and tell you that micah kaiser is worth looking at picking up he's just not really that good of an nfl player in my opinion um he doesn't do anything special on the field uh troy reader now apparently he could potentially be playing with him the reality is this: Micah Kaiser didn't finish the season on special teams, so yeah. like, if I'm taking anybody, it's Troy Reader so late, and I'm just hoping that he gets that that primary middle linebacker role because when he did play last year in Micah Kaiser's place, he had like three sacks in a game and a gazillion tackles. Um, it was actually that same game that Aaron Donald had, like four sacks against Alex Smith and everyone's like, Oh, he's still incredible, but nobody even knows who Troy reader is. He sacked, he sacked Alex Smith or Alex Smith watched that game too. Anyway. Um, but yeah, and then there's Aaron Donald. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. He's a defensive tackle. Um, I've, I've heard that he is the greatest defensive player in this generation. So I was going to draft Bobby Brown over him. He's but. definitely the greatest defensive player on the Rams. Second greatest defensive player on the Rams right now after Jalen Ramsey. No, Jalen, he, he's better than Jalen Ramsey. But the then Jalen Ramsey, you don't really want Jalen Ramsey, though. For no, you don't. Fantasy, so. Yeah, better. we've we've discussed this in the past where, like, Jalen Ramsey, really good real-life NFL player for fantasy. Not, well, nothing doing. 
Ramsey did say he's thinking about eventually, not right now, going to safety, and that would make him. He would be an awesome safety. He would be awesome. He would be safety. similar to Jamal Adams, I would no, say. More... He'd be he'd be more of a Minka Fitzpatrick or I a think so? Smith. Yeah, I feel like they'd rush him a lot if they could, if they no. had the, if they had the chance. They wouldn't blitz him that much. They make him play coverage. They make him play coverage, but he would hit hard when he hit people. So one thing I agree with Jordan on, but don't disagree, I don't know, kind of disagree, is the thing about the, the Rams is their inside linebackers get tackles. You, you see it with uh, Corey Littleton. Um, you see it last year. I just all, – all the time their inside linebackers get tackles. Like they get the play there because if Aaron Donald doesn't get them, there's, it's him. Like they, they're there. So I, do, I agree Troy Reader's the better one. Micah Kaiser, I think everyone – Everyone sees the top five linebackers in, in Dynasty and wants them to be so good, but they're just kind of okay. Um, but Troy Reader would definitely be my linebacker of choice there. And then, obviously, Jordan Fuller and really rap. Yeah, fair enough. I, I don't really have much more to add to this this defense. They're, I mean, I, I, I won't be drafting many of these guys because Aaron Donald's going to go way too high, so I'm not going to get him. And obviously, I don't know, I might pick up one of those other guys late, but they won't be my targets going in. Leonard Floyd is a guy that, you know, if you do want to target anybody intentionally on this defense, he's the guy that I would think you're going to be pleasantly surprised with to have another good year. Yeah, he's he's been getting about eight sacks a year for really most of his career. So, I mean, you're going to get it, and there's not really much else D-line talent i wouldn't say exactly but it's just him or aaron donald pretty much going to do everything on that defensive line so no absolutely or everything you want so right okay well let's talk about their over under their over under is 10.5 that's big seems small it's it's tough for me because of we don't know what's going to how Stafford's going to fit in. I'm sure he'll be fine. I love Stafford. I just, is he going to be able to be clutch in those performances? And like Jordan said, these wide receivers aren't really elite by any means. They're good. I just. Right. All right. Do you want, you want me to read through their schedule? We don't have Joe here to read through the schedule. I know. I don't like this. I should be channeling my inner Joe. That's my bad. You got bears at home at the Colts Buccaneers at home Cardinals at home at the Seahawks, at the Giants. That is a tough start. Lions at home. Well, here's where it gets easier. Lions at home, Tex- at the Texans. Then they play the Titans at home, at 49ers, uh, at Packers, Jaguars at home, and at Cardinals to finish the season. I, got- I, don't, I don't know if I feel great about 11 there, but – Yeah, I, I was think- going to say that sounds like 10. That was like nine or ten. I think I had about nine, but that those first five, it was hard to just give them wins there. I mean, I know the Bears aren't phenomenal, but if the Bears start off and just destroy them, I mean, they know how to play against Matt Stafford. Not obviously, it's a completely different team, but if the, if the Bears win that game, they could easily go zero and four to start the season. Yeah, because they played at the Colts, which seems like a trap. That's Buccaneers are probably going to beat them, and then they play Cardinals at home, which we'll get to the Cardinals, but winnable so yeah i don't know i just don't know who's my, my thought is you know with staley being gone now the defense like you know this will be their third defensive coordinator in three years yeah it's raheem morris uh new, new defensive coordinator 
uh, he's got so. a pretty good reputation and all, but I mean, that's right, still, right. that's a new situation. They've let go of guys that are cornerstone pieces of this defense, um, you know, of the last couple of years, especially since that Super Bowl run. John Johnson and Corey Littleton were like those main dudes behind Aaron Donald. They're both gone now. Mm-hmm. Um, they let that other dude go to the Browns, too, right? They have Troy Hill. There's, yeah, they Troy have Hill. He was working out good for them. So, I mean, there's just a lot. It's just, a, it's a lot of moving parts with this team. I wonder who's going to score the touchdowns because, again, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are not like touchdown scoring guys. And Akers so isn't either. Yeah, Akers is so fucking we'll terrible. So, <laughs> and the tight ends aren't going to do shit. So, if this defense, I just, I don't know. So, 10 wins, 11 wins seems a little optimistic to me. I can see them, I can see seems them dropping. optimistic to me, too. I can see them dropping a couple of games that a lot of people don't think they will, including the game to Detroit. So kind of like oh, Seattle last season. I'm already rooting for Goff to go whoop McVay's ass. That would be incredible. That would be so awesome. <laughs> so it's probably so. Do we think it's kind of like Seattle last season, where like they lost like some weird games that they shouldn't have lost? Everybody always does, and that's the thing. So I always try to think about how those you know try to account for those. Right. And Plus, this division is going to beat itself up anyway, so it's going to be hard yeah. to like go two and zero against. I think, these other I think it's going to be relatively even throughout the division for the majority of the year, barring a right. major injury to anyone. It's really those non-division games where it's going to separate the the men from the boys. Okay. Well, let's move on to San Francisco. We will go to the Bay Area. Um, Kind of a bad year last year, but I don't think it was necessarily all their fault. They had a lot of injuries. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Moster got hurt. Nick Bosa got hurt. Richard Sherman was hurt, even though, you know, whether that was a bad thing or not, I don't know. Uh, Debo Samuel missed some time. Like pretty much everybody on their entire team had a little stint on the injury report. Um, I'm actually going to start with the running backs because I know that's probably going to be the the most flashy discussion because Trey Sermon's flying up the uh, rankings for most people. So I'm going to give the case for and the case against Trey Sermon. So the case for Trey Sermon, Jeff Wilson's going to be out multiple months. We are we already know that multiple weeks, Six several weeks. several okay several weeks whatever Sorry. multiple months. Nah, it's a month and a half, but no, good try. Okay, you know any you know any with anything more than one month is multiple, mm, but like multiple months implies eight weeks immediately. Fair enough. So That's from now until six weeks into the season, probably more than a month, but whatever. Jeff Wilson's out for a little bit of the season, and Raheem Mostert hasn't been able to practice yet, so. We don't necessarily know if he's going to be ready for the start of the season. I don't know yet. Don't don't, don't know about Raheem Mostert. So once training camp starts, let's kind of iron out some of these discussions about who's going to start, who's not going to start. So it kind of clears the path for Trey Sermon to start out the season as the starter. It what? Okay, Josh, who else would it be then? Mostert. He'll be back. If he's not ready, they're just going to put him out there anyway? No, he'll be back. No matter what. It doesn't matter if he has a a cast on his foot. Put him out there. Taking that first nap. It doesn't matter what he's got on his foot. Okay, well, so here here is the second problem. Here is the second problem with Raheem Mostert. 
Trey Sermon is bigger than Raheem Mostert. If honestly, the way this offense should work is well, it would be honest if Jeff Wilson was there. It would be Jeff Wilson starting the like you know pounding the defense, and then you bring Raheem Mostert in to break off the huge run because he's a lot smaller and shorter than Trey Sermon and Jeff Wilson. That's a fact. That's a factual thing. You can shake your head all you want. Those are facts. So wrong somehow. Raheem Mostert is why didn't you just do less the than two hundred pounds? No, I'm I'm listening. Billy's right. This, Every, okay, I trust so we're Billy. doing. So we're doing. Just, okay, I'm doing the pros and the cons. You for the pros, you have to tell the pros. Yes, I can't yes, just yes. jump straight to the cons. So if if the, the if they use the run game how they have in the past, Trey Sermon would be the pound the rock guy, and then they would bring in Raheem Mostert for you know 15, 16, 17 carries a game to try to bust off the big run. Where does where does Wayne Gallman fit in this? Nowhere. He Nowhere. fits in at the very end of the bench. He fits in. Here's where he fits in. He gets those 10 to 15 carries that Raheem Mostert's going to get once Raheem Mostert gets injured after the second week of the season. That's Which where happen. Wayne Gallman fits in. Okay. So anyway, whatever. So that's the case for Trey Sermon. Because he is, he is going to be the healthiest back in the out of the starting three. So the case against Trey Sermon for me is that Kyle Shanahan has some weird schemes. So Brandon, Ayuk scored multiple rushing touchdowns last year. Debo Samuel rushes the ball. They rushed George Kittle a couple of times last season. He ran the ball and then you have Trey Lance or, well, probably not Garoppolo just kidding on that. But if it's Trey Lance, Trey Lance is going to run the ball some, so my case against Trey Sermon would be there's so many touches that everybody – I mean, they said they want to touch run the ball 500 times this season, which is completely unreasonable, by the way. I, I would hope for it, but I doubt it. And I think that Trey Sermon, maybe they don't give him the full workload right off the bat. They try to give it uh, – spread it around a little bit. Everybody gets a few, a few rushes. Like, you know, you got Raheem Mostert having 10 touches. You have Sermon having – 15 touches you have whatever you have Brandon Ayuk having five touches like you know you just don't know who's going to run the ball so my case against him is that and not not that this is anything this is for mainly for dynasty he's a full year older than Brandon Ayuk which is just not great to start off your your career to be the the old man when one person's already had an entire year in an offense also, he's um, older than Juju Smith-Schuster. That is true, too. So, all right, for yeah. running backs only, Josh, please, let's hear what you have to say. Just the running backs? Okay. Just no, running backs. We're going to get back one, to wide receiver. George Kittle is the number one running back on that team, if he was a running back. but He got a couple so. rushes last year. It's not in – well, I'm kidding. Uh, no, so I have no problem with Trey Sermon. I'm just saying I think this, this backfield particularly – was very similar to the Rams last year where they just threw them all in there and you don't know what's going to happen with them. So yes, uh, I believe I, I do agree that Jeff Wilson is injured. I believe Raheem Mostert will be back. I believe that Jamichael hasty will even have a role because that's what they've done with this team. They rotate running backs. Yes. I believe Trey Sermon is the future. And I feel like where he's at right now is, is ADP. He's a steal in the draft. How many but touches do you think he's going to get a game? Just to, off, the st- off the start, like six or seven. Like and then who who's going to be running the ball then? Raheem Mostert. Jama- Jama- They're Michael not going to give Raheem Mostert more than 
12, 13 touches a game. He's never done that. And then there's Jermichael Hasty. I don't, don't know. I don't know why Hasty would be in. There. I don't know, but they're going. To, that's what they do. It's what they do. They make running backs out of. I get nothing. it, but I don't know why. Like I think Kyle Juszczyk would probably get more than Jermichael. Josh, you haven't even brought up the primary running back on this team, Elijah Mitchell. I mean, that my guy. He's there too. No, there's Josh, there's Josh Hokett, man. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. No, I, and the thing is, Jeff Wilson, I still believe is. A very talented running back. By the so time Jeff get... Wilson comes off IR, he'll be begging for a job. Okay, because we're he- because by that time Trey Sermon Trey will just Sermon. have twenty five. So how many carries do you guys think Trey Sermon's going to have each game? I don't care about his game. I honestly, this is, I just want to give my take. I ahead, honestly think that people are. I just looked at his fantasy pros ranking. Trey Sermon's ranked as running back forty right now. It's cheap. forty. That's not cheap. That's like that's like that's that's like his that's his absolute floor ranking. Like people, I don't I don't think people understand what kind of upside he really has. Like look back at what Shanahan's done and look at the verbiage he's been using the last couple of years. He went out of his way when he first thing he did when he got to San Francisco was get Jarek McKinnon. Why? And what did he say? I'm going to use Jarek McKinnon in my system as a bell cow running back, and it did not work out. And since then, he's been chasing that and chasing that and chasing that. You know, he finally, instead of taking Tevin Coleman, it's finally instead of elevating uh, Raheem Mostert, because Raheem Mostert's been on this team for like four fucking years, okay? And now suddenly he didn't take a starting – he didn't start a game until last year. But now all of a sudden he's the, the main guy there. No, they went and they got Trey Sermon in this draft. He said, Gray Herman fits my scheme. They traded up to get him. He's won the running back like this forever, okay? He turned Devontae Freeman. You want to talk about a third or a fourth round running back that turned into a running back one? That's Devontae Freeman. He already did this with a guy, and he gave him a fuck ton of carries. I mean, Trey Sermon's ceiling, and that's the thing. People talk about him. Everyone looks at him through. His ceiling is like top five running backs in the NFL, his ceiling. And right now you can get him as running back 40 on consensus rankings. I promise you that will be up past 30 by the time draft season is actually over and we're at the season. And – his ceiling is not being talked about at all. Well, we we call it the Barry push. Once Matthew Barry starts talking about somebody, like their ADP is done, you're not going to get them any cheaper. Um, so I think once he gets the Barry bump, Trey Sermon's not going to be. It's not going to be a good value by the time. No, he's going to skyrocket as soon as that comes around. Him and Mostert will be right around the same in like the 50s, 60s, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Overall, that is. Yeah, Devontae so, Freeman in Atlanta got he got 265 carries. All right. And then he got 97 targets. Remember when Kyle Shanahan first got there and Carlos Hyde was a running back one? He gave him like 70 targets. He wants that guy. That's Trey Sermon. He that motherfucker is gonna get like 75 targets and like 250 carries this year. Watch. I would love to do a fireball bet on that. I'll I'm d- fucking double it. Do two. Two on that, those exact stats? Over or under, yep. Give it All to right. me. I'll take the uh, the under. I don't I missed what, what over was 70 the, targets, the podcast. We'll over 70 targets, over 230 carries. 230 carries, 70 targets. Okay, well. 300 attempted tests. Listen, okay, and and just for the record, he uh, Devontae Freeman got 260 carries 
and he had 97 targets the year that he was a beast. And Carlos Hyde, and these are not guys that are good running backs. These guys were not even drafted by him. He would have never drafted these bumps. They were on the teams that he got stuck with. Okay, and then he gave Carlos Hyde 217 carries in 13 games. Oh, sorry, 240 in 16 games and gave him 88 targets. Bums off the street. He didn't even keep around. He said, get these fuckers out of here. Trace all right, let's, let's, let's move on. We all we'll, agree we'll move we on. Like we got the Trace we got Thurman. the bet on paper. So, all right. I mean, all good. That, okay. I. I think RB2 is probably the ceiling, but I like your – he could be a top five back. That's bet, ceiling. I'm not that, saying it's going to happen. That's I'm a saying, ceiling? Okay. But I'm saying well, his ranking right now, running back 40, is the most oh, unrealistic, unreasonable fucking all, garbage I've ever seen in my life. We all agree on that. Okay, great. 100%. Okay, so on to the wide receivers. Um, you got the top two, which is Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And then after that, we kind of have a – a weird cast of characters. Richie James had one game last year where he was awesome, and then he has disappeared into obscurity. And then you have old, you know, Shanahan's old pal Mo Sanu as the other uh, potential third uh, wide receiver on the team. But let me start with Debo and Brandon Ayuk first. I think Brandon Ayuk is severely undervalued right now. I think he could. He has the potential to be a wide receiver one just because of how he's used on the field with his rushing and just the dump off wide receiver. I'm not projecting him to be a top 12 wide receiver. I'm not trying to make that bet or anything, but if he ended up with like 1100 yards and like 300 rushing yards, that would not shock me. Not shock me at all. Maybe a couple of rushing touchdowns because they do those weird end around plays with him. So I, I definitely see Brandon Ayuk as a usable number one. I think if you took him as your wide receiver two, I think you would feel very, very comfortable with that in PPR leagues, especially. Um, I feel somewhat similar about Debo Samuel. I think they kind of used him similar. He was hurt last season, so we didn't really get to see the full extent of what he could do. But I think he could be used as, as a similar situation as Brandon Ayuk with, you know, into rounds every now and then, and then the dump off passes that go for 60 yards. Like both of those guys I see being used the same way. And then maybe they have most new run down the field. I'm not sure. Um, what do you all think about the wide receivers? I personally like them both. Uh, I like what we saw from IU last year, a lot of flashy plays, um, not a lot of consistency. So I think he's a little high on me. Um, I, I not, nothing against him. I think he's a fucking talent. I think he's all-star, but that was also without Debo Samuel. I think Debo's actually kind of slept on in this class just because he's about like 10, 15 slots lower than him. Um, and that's just in the wide receiver rankings. So I just, I, you, I, I'm seeing it on fantasy pros. We have a little bit different cause we all disagree and agree on a lot past 50. Uh, but I, I've seen a lot of talent underneath him. I'm seeing a lot of uh, people he should be picked over. So, uh, there's nothing, Nothing against Ayuk. I think he's great. I just want to see more consistency from him. And then Debo, I just want to see him healthy. I'd be okay with either one of them as my wide receiver two, three, more for Debo, just because of his ADP right now. Jordan, what do you think? I like them both as well. I have multiple dynasty rosters with both of these guys. I mean, there's not really – you can't really compare Shan, anything on Shanahan's teams to anybody else. Like, just – 
everybody has the opportunity to be productive. And when guys start popping, like he's the kind of guy that just calls your number over and over and over again. We've seen it. He'll do it for drives. He'll do it for games. Um, and that could be anybody if they start getting hot. And, you could, you know, he has a way of manufacturing yards. You know, we've seen him do it year after year with Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Mullins, you know, where the yards will be there. Um, you know, and he's done it with guys that are not good receivers, Marquise Goodwin or Godwin and just these other guys. Like now he's got his toys, his weapons. And we've already seen, like you said, flashes of what can happen with a uh, hobble Jimmy Garoppolo and these uh-huh. other guys coming in to play. Everything's there. These guys have multiple years under their belt now, so they're not rooks. Uh, they know the system. You said that they're versatile. They're after the catch guys. And they both have noses for the end zone. And I like the fact that they get run. You know, they both get runs. They both get some deep – they get a little deeper – I think IU gets a little bit deeper targets. Uh, but I like both of them. Uh, and I'm, I'm about this wide receiver situation. Like I said, I have multiple dynasty rosters with both of them on them. I like them. Yeah, I like them both. I'm really kind of surprised that Shanahan didn't add a wide receiver. Man, can you imagine like Galladay on this? Well, they still have Jalen Hurd bumming around. I mean, they're yeah. Just... I just I don't know. I just wish they would finally use him because um, they don't really have a deep threat on here. And Shanahan had his his most favorite years when he had Julio running around out there. I think that Yuke's a little bit more of a deep threat than. Well, he's but he's, he's not a jump short. ball receiver. He's problem. a he's a uh, he's a, a long a deep route guy, but not a jump ball guy. He could use like a Mike Evans or something. I mean, they don't grow on trees. I understand that, but they, they still have Kevin White. I didn't know he still played in the league. They do. They have some weird old guys stashed on the end of the bench because they also have Travis Benjamin, who feels like he's been in the league for thirteen years now. All right. Let's get on to probably the best player on this offense, which is George Kittle. Probably he's, you know, being drafted as the tight end three right now. I can't really disagree with that. He's kind of where the line drops for tight ends before you get to Josh's favorite player. I personally got Kittle over Waller. No offense to Waller. I, just, I love Waller. I just think Kittle is he's just a better athlete. And it's it may be bias on like recency bias on my part of seeing Waller do it for an entire season and Kittle. You know, obviously, was I love Waller. Nothing against him at all. I just think Kittle's. I just saw Waller be unstoppable for an entire year, and it honestly, like, I know this is kind of hot takey. I could totally see Waller having more yards than Kelsey this year. Even I don't think you know catches wise, touchdowns wise, probably not, but like more yards, I could see Waller having having more this year. I love all three of them. I mean, if you get any of them, I'd be happy. I hundred percent. I, I hate drafting tight ends. I, I hate it too it. because you're you're using a lot of your draft capital on a tight end, which there is a scarcity problem understood. But man, what you could get from Robert Tanyan, which isn't going to be close in value, but what you could get from him, you know, compared to what you could get from maybe a wide receiver or a running back for your depth, I don't know if I'd rather have that probably than Kittle. Um, Jordan, any thoughts on Kittle? I'm not a big Kittle fan. He's his price was so jacked up last year. I mean, in Dynasty, people had him as the number one yeah. tight end. Like they won't say that now, but they did. It was consensus too. Like everyone was on him, and he's just he doesn't score touchdowns. He gets a lot of yards, yeah. But how much of that has been because Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk weren't there? So I'm I'm out on Kittle. He costs too much, even with his price slipping now. He's still too expensive for me. I would rather get Mark Andrews 
three, four rounds later yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Who does score touchdowns, who do, is tied to an MVP, who is young, who has done it, you know. Um, Kittle's actually young, too. People think Kittle's older. Uh, there's just so many tight ends. I mean, I just don't want Kittle. He's just not worth the cost. He's not worth the price to me. I don't want I to agree. draft any of those three personally. If you I don't either. I would you, love to but... have one on my team, but I agree. I can't. I can't find myself taking one of those tight ends. I don't have any Kittle. I've never I traded for. I don't have any Kelsey. Him. I don't have any Kittle, and I don't have any Waller. Which Waller is a little different Waller. for people because you can pick him up on waivers, but. For Kittle I have a good and bit of Kelsey and a good bit of Waller and a good bit of Andrews. I don't have any Kittle, and like it feels great. <laughs> no, I'm using a patchwork strategy for my tight ends this year. We'll see how it goes. Um, on the quarterbacks, we've got the incumbent, which is Jimmy G. <sighs> Jimmy G had a fun fun run, man, but it's 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 about over. Um, Trey Lance, Nate, Nate Sudfeld. Oh yeah, yeah. Trey Every Lance. everything I've seen from Trey Lance, I love the kid. Kyle Shanahan is the perfect place to land for any rookie quarterback. Like that's literally the most ideal situation for you. And I think once Trey Lance gets in there, that offense is going to start humming. Trey Lance can run the ball. He did that a ton in college, and he also can throw 70-yard bombs just standing there flat-footed, not even a, a care in the world. He can throw the ball downfield. So uh, only knock on Trey Lance is he only played one year in college, and he played at North Dakota State. So, you know, he didn't, play, Lentz. he didn't play the best uh, competition. So maybe that could be your knock. But I think when you the, – the, the problem with people saying that is a bad thing is most of those quarterbacks don't go to Kyle Shanahan who can make, you know, water or wine out of water. So I'm going to go ahead and just <laughs> trust my boy, Kyle Shanahan to figure it out and he can make any quarterback good. So Jimmy G it was fun. It was fun having you there. I it sucks that you got hurt last season and didn't win the Super Bowl two years ago, but I think, I think maybe time's coming to an end. Um, what are your all guys thoughts on the quarterback situation? Dead on. I mean, I, I love Garoppolo, but it, it it's the end for him here, at least. I mean, he could play it. He could take a backup role um, or he could go to a new team next year. I mean, I, I assume he'll go somewhere. Someone will need a quarterback at some point and Trey Sermon's the future. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, think we've seen the last play, of yeah. Jimmy G. Um, I mean, Tyrod Taylor's slated to start football this for year good for him good uh, for him teddy bridgewater as well so jimmy g will land on his feet he's still young he still he still knows what to do he looks um, very attractive too he's part of the reason that i don't think that i think the niners are gonna just start trey lance too i don't think jimmy think g so. plays that because as an asset to trade which is all he really is now you can't have him out there going and getting hurt yeah, he's an expensive backup, but if your future, you're, you picked Trey Lance, there's no reason to fucking dick around with Jimmy Garoppolo for a couple of weeks, install the system around him, and then him go out there and get hurt. Then you have a guy who you should have been installing your system around the whole time coming out there. You know, Jimmy G's now hurt. He's useless to everybody. He can't back up, and you can't trade him now. Um, it just doesn't make any sense him to start so i'm very bullish on trey lance he reminds me a lot of josh allen just as a you know just as a natural the way he plays the way he moves um yep. and if you tell me that i get rookie josh allen with kyle shanahan 
and a lot better weapons than Josh Allen had his rookie year when he had Zay Jones and Robert Foster and other motherfuckers you don't even know who ain't in the league. Uh, book, um, sign me up. I'm all about some Trey Lance. Yeah, 100% feel the same I, way. I agree to a certain extent, but if Trey Lance, which he probably is NFL ready, but if he's not, I don't think you just throw him in there to the Wolves. It doesn't because- matter if he is or not. He He has to be. I just think in training camp when they start throwing the ball out there, it's going to win look, the job. It's look I think so scary, like how good <laughs> Trey Lance is compared he can to actually Jimmy G. Throw the ball deep. Yeah, I like, think everybody's going to be looking around like, uh, who, who's starting on our team again? Like, I I'm just, just saying, I, if he can't learn the playbook, don't put him out there. Sometimes it that, that's while. the only thing that <laughs> Shanahan's if he, got. If a he's having trouble playbook. finding the playbook. That's literally the only thing that could hold him back. But other than that, I don't know how you can. How you can't throw him out there immediately. Uh, That was good. All right, let's get to the defense real quick. They're good. I don't need to warn you all of that. Um, I think Nick Bosa would be considered the best player on there, even though if you – No, it's Fred Warner. It's Fred Warner. Warner. everybody the best linebacker in the the NFL. I know, and I will admit he's really smart. But for fantasy purposes, Fred Warner is not – I don't think he's as good as what people are – telling him he won me a fantasy championship so i can't talk too much shit on him but i will go ahead and say he's really smart he is a good coverage <laughs> linebacker i am i'm proud hey. that everybody he he has such a stand base that is fucking all over twitter it's, His stand base is it's because he came out of nowhere what two years ago and he just he had could, he could three cover. tentacle games in a row he can cover and he is smart he can read the play before it's going to happen and figure it out and i yeah. i appreciate that skill yeah, it's, a great it's skill. just most important skill in football yeah it's just like when it gets to like you when you need a forced fumble or you need a sack like Fred you is not, not your guy yeah when you need a play to be made so he'll I get you know, the tackle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he will get he will yeah, get tackled. I like yeah, I I just it's defense. Hey, um, okay. None of us it, dislike Fred Warner. His price tag is just too high. His price is too high for my liking. Uh, um, okay, Jordan might dislike him. Yeah, I just don't Nick like Nick Bosa is the guy you want first round of your IDP draft, or if you're just if you're drafting, he's probably going to be one of the first guys taken. Defensive ends don't come much better than him, so. You're going to want to grab Nick Bosa, and, yep, my dog agrees too. And then as far as everyone else on this, it's kind of like Javon Kinlaw is pretty good. Dre Kareenlaw is pretty good. It's it's nobody that you, like, trust, no. trust. No, false. Eric, false. Eric Armstead no. is Stop. one of – with Stop. Nick Bosa, a healthy Nick Bosa. No, 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 come out. Eric Armstead has a chance to be great. I'm not saying he has been. He's been okay with a few sacks here and there. He did have 10 sacks in 2019 when Nick Bosa was healthy. I think believe that was Nick Bosa's rookie year or no, sophomore year. He didn't have a good year last year. He played all the games. Nick Bosa wasn't there to free him up. I just think Eric Armstead, for a lower price tag, I wouldn't go out and reach for him, but I think in IDP he can be serviceable in the late defensive end round after you, you know, your second guy. All right, Jordan, what do you, what do you need to say about this defense? I mean, it's pretty much Nick Bosa or bust for me. Um, Greenlaw, really? Kinlaw, he, pretty good. I don't. Kinlaw was okay. He did have a touchdown. Um, if you're in a DT specific league, yeah, I mean, he's definitely got. Well, that's the the DT part. I give you is a problem, but if you're in a specific league where you need a DT, he's not the worst one you could grab. No, but I mean, Fred Warner. I mean, my 
opinion of him is well documented. But I mean, Greenlaw, I mean, this, the guy had 86 tackles last year. And I mean, he played 13 games. I mean, that's just, that's paltry. I mean, that's nothing, you know? I mean, there's, that's not startable. Uh, maybe he's a good, like good bench linebackers. Spot. Eh, not even a, he's a bad bench spot. <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even care personally, but I will I say know, I'm just I'm just nitpicking at this point. He had a good run for them down the stretch um, when they went into that Super Bowl. Uh, he yeah. had a couple. He and Fred Warner. That's honestly why they have such a stand, you know, a group because they really did. They made a few plays in that Super Bowl run that they lost to the Chiefs, and they but they made a name for themselves in that point of time. So you know, we're proud of them. You know, good for the 49ers. Good for you guys. Correct. So the secondary is going to be probably bad this year. Um, they they lost some pieces and didn't really add anything that makes you really like, man, I'm so glad they did that. Um, do any of these guys, because they're going to be a bad secondary, does any of these guys interest you as far as a tackle potential? Like maybe they're going to be – because they're going to be passed on a lot. Maybe do you think their tackles could be any better? I mean, Verrett's been good in the past, but he's – Old. The rest of I don't really. Kind of I mean, too. when it comes to corners, I just I try to get one of the guys that I think is the better one. Yeah, top I don't three or four, and I don't play in a lot of leagues that are corner specific. And the ones that I do, I just kind of have like I mean, I have one league that's corner specific. I have Brian Poole. I have um, the guy who just went from the Seahawks to Jacksonville, Shaq Griffin, and mm-hmm. I have like one other guy, Malcolm Butler, I think. Um, so I don't know. I mean, corners, you just kind of, unless you have Kenny Moore or, oh, what's DJ Gardner Johnson had a pretty good year. Yeah. I see he's a corner now too. So guys like that, but I don't really worry, you know, I don't try to, I don't try to get corners for the most part. I mean, there are serviceable ones, but safeties are where it's at for D back. Yeah. I just don't see either the safeties on this team being no, some guy no, with, target. with Robert Sala being leaving, you know, I'm just curious how this defense is all going to mesh. That you know, could also be like this year could also be an issue. Um, not sure if I know much about D'Amico Ryan's probably should as a football fan, but Rob Sala could make a heck of a defense. We'll see what D'Amico Ryan's can do. All right. San Francisco's over under oh, is he was an Eagles player. I was like, man, that name sounds fucking. It familiar. did sound familiar. Maybe that's why I was like, I probably should know who this is. He was on the Texans, Eagles, and uh, another team. All right, no, so I, San, I do remember. San Francisco's over under is the same as the Rams. It's ten point five. Really? I, they're yes. all pretty fucking similar. That's the problem. They're all I, extremely similar. I like them, and this basically comes down to if Trey Sermon is the truth. Not better than Garoppolo because we all know that he's better than Garoppolo. If Trey Sermon is the truth and actually does look like a young Josh Allen, or I mean, because really all you need Trey is Lance. a little bit. Quit getting them confused, man. You're gonna oh. mess me up the entire season. What, what did I say? You said Trey Sermon. If Trey oh, Sermon's the, the truth, the gonna... damn it. Oh, Trey I'm square, sorry, baby. Trey my square. apologies. My apologies. Okay. If the Trey's no, if uh, if Trey Lance is the truth, my apologies. Um, is if he's better and a significant amount better than Garoppolo. I think that they can make that. I haven't even heard the schedule. It's just. All right. I'll, I'll run through the schedule. It actually kind of looks kind of easy. Um, they start at the lions. 
They go at the Eagles the next week. Should be two and zero. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't discount the Eagles, man. Everybody hates on the. Oh Eagles. my God, bro! You don't. Jalen Hurts in versus Nick Bosa. Give me Nick Bosa every day of the week. Jalen Hurts um, faster. Packers, Seahawks, both at home. Cardinals on the road. Colts at the Bears. Cardinals at home. Rams, Jaguars on the road. Vikings at the Seahawks at the Bengals against the Falcons at the Titans versus the Texans. Uh, that ended pretty nicely, but I didn't feel comfortable about the middle part. Oh, I've, I felt, I feel fine about this. They're playing the Texans, the Falcons, the Bengals, Jaguars, like, that's like, bitch. It's, it's like five. Free, okay. Well, the Eagles, that's like six free wins. Plus they're going to split their division. That probably is going to be, that's nine wins. They'll probably win two more. I could see 11. I, I would probably go over for them. They don't have near as hard um, out of division schedule. I don't feel comfortable with it. Not because they're. I feel better than I feel about the Rams. Let's put it that way. That's true. I will say I do feel better about it. I'm not. I'm not going and betting a significant amount of money on this. Stuff. If if Lance is the truth, then I don't. They're not going to have any trouble at all. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk Arizona Cardinals, and Jordan's going to be leading that discussion, so I cannot wait to hear what he's got to say. What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns, and quickly I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies, or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly. So you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Go ahead and join that Black Ops tier on the uh, Patreon for the IDP Army. Uh, there's plenty of good stuff over there. Get you into the Discord, which is always popping. Always a lot of good questions going on in there. Um, you're going to see some insane leagues that you never even dreamed of. Um, have questions in there, and they're always really fascinating to listen to. Um Jordan, do you, do you feel it's about the same? I love it, bro. Join the IDP <laughs> army, guys, for real. Um, <clears throat> we do appreciate everybody that's in there, though. We have like 60, oh, 55, 60 guys in there right now on the Patreon. I'm, I'm thinking we're going to get more as the season gets closer because, you know, the index, which you guys just heard the, the, the pitch for, it's going to get updated and it's going to be useful in season. So it's going to have like waiver ads and start sit and hopefully i'll have like some injury tools and stuff in there so it's gonna be exactly what it says if you read the description i mean it's a living breathing uh organism basically it's gonna help us get through the season so yeah join join the army get in the black ops tier you guys both have it 
Um, Billy says you use it all the time. I use it all the time too. I mean, I was looking at it just just a few minutes ago. So I mean, I it's it's a great tool. Yeah, uh, honestly, with IDP getting more and more uh, mainstream now, uh, I think I think it's something you need. Like you want you want something to, you want to look at some rankings. Jordan did lay them out really phenomenal. Our podcast went like six weeks ago. Uh, laying that out was phenomenal. Going over a little bit of that. So join 100%. it, do it. Hundred percent. All right, Jordan, take us to Arizona and let's talk some Cardinals. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, you know this team was not great last year, in my opinion. What were they? Eight and eight, I believe, was their ending record. Um, you know, Kyler Murray in his second year, he won more games and people seem to really be feeling, feeling him, but I just have a lot of issues with the way that Kingsbury kind of runs this team. Um, it's just, it doesn't seem like there's anything really going on. Like there's a lot of motion and stuff ish, but all the plays kind of look the same. Um, it's just very sort of a basic offense. He filters everything. And I was afraid this would happen when they brought in Hopkins, but it just feels like they just filter everything through DeAndre Hopkins, which, you know, it's funny. People were saying when DeAndre Hopkins left Deshaun Watson, you know, oh, is that going to hurt Deshaun Watson without Hopkins there? Deshaun Watson had the best year passing of his career without DeAndre Hopkins there. Hopkins was, if anything, he was hurting him because of the fact that he was using him and utilizing him so um, exclusively in a way. So I'm I'm not super bullish on this team's prospects defensively as well. I have a lot of questions. No more Patrick Peterson. Um, you know, the veteran linebackers are being forced out for these rookies, one of which could barely get playing time last year. Two first-round picks spent on rookies, too, under the Cliff Kingsbury era era i mean you gotta wonder what that's about um so yeah i mean billy i know you're not a cliff kingsbury fan what are your thoughts on the coaching there so this is the thing if cliff kingsbury does not get this team into the playoffs this year he's out they're gonna fire him Uh, and he deserves it because this team should not not make the playoffs like this should be like you know not saying like a four seed, but I'm saying like or even winning the division, but they should be competing. This is a very, you know, decent roster of players. I think Kyler Murray's good. And I think that with the talent that they have on the team, they should be able to compete a little bit more than what they showed last year, which given there was some lucky plays like the Hail Murray, I get that, but I think okay. if they don't get if they don't get in the playoffs this year, I think Kingsbury will be looking for a new job. I completely agree, and I don't want to step on anyone's toes here because I know Jordan's probably got a lot to say about these people. But I think their additions of AJ Green and Rondale Moore was a great idea. I, I know that AJ Green hasn't played in what like five seven years, uh, but if he like re- if he reclaims any bit of what he used to be as a a role player, like kind of what Deshaun Jackson, which we didn't even talk about uh, in LA or the Rams is going to do. All he needs to do is go up, catch some first downs. He needs a 10 yard play every now and then, because like you said, everything's funneled through Hopkins. Everyone's going to be looking at Hopkins for those big plays. If AJ green can catch it on third and 10, they'll win games. But if that doesn't happen, then Rondale Moore will step in. And I think it's basically, that's their third receiver or second receiver. Although I'm not a big fan of Isabella or Kirk, but 
Yeah, I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray, if I'm being honest. I mean, as the number one overall pick, right? He went number one overall? Yep, sure did. I mean, he hasn't he had 4,000 yards passing. He's 13 and 18. Um, he's had Hopkins, who everybody said was going to be the key that unlocks it. He's had Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, he's older, but he's, I mean, that's something that a lot of rookie quarterbacks don't have. A lot of number one overall rookie quarterbacks don't have. Um, you know, they had a run game, they've utilized the run game. Uh, that defense is not great, but, you know, it's had guys. Patrick Peterson's been there. Uh, Chandler Jones led the league in fucking sacks two years ago. I mean, and Kyler Murray gave him a, a five and 10 season. You know, he got sacked 48 times himself. He can run, and that's the thing that people in the fantasy world look at. They're like, yeah, for fantasy, he's so great. Okay, that's that's wonderful, and that is one thing. But, I mean, this is the same guy who, you know, he also has like an attitude. And with his attitude, he's like, I don't want to be running as much, basically. So you're telling me a guy who doesn't want to run as much, who hasn't thrown for 4,000 yards, who's attempting, you know, dropping back to pass 550 times a season, basically. I don't know. I just have a lot of questions. Um, And I hear a lot of excuses being made for this team. But like you said, this team should be in the playoffs. Well, if they're that good, why isn't why aren't they actually better? And why isn't he better? So, coach, that's who I'm putting it on. I do, I do blame, I blame the coach, but I also blame. I mean, he had Pat. 819 yards rushing, and that is a big deal. I mean, I don't want to take that away from him, but a lot of that was, you know, him kind of scrambling away. So. I, I don't even think Kyler Murray's a bad quarterback. He, he's, he can be good. My problem is, is he's not the third quarterback off the boards in fantasy for me. I just, I, I don't like, but I don't like rolling the dice like that. You got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then pretty much Kyler Murray in every draft. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And he's a guy who's never even thrown, like you said, four thousand yards. You know, he's he gets those rushing yards, but Josh Allen gets rushing touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes even rushes the ball sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson all run the ball. Yeah. Obviously, Russell's getting a little older, but we'll get to him in a bit. 11 rushing touchdowns. I don't think he's going to get those 11 rushing touchdowns this year either. That really spiked him because they have James Conner, who is going to be able to pound it in there. So, um, you know, let's talk about his running backs. I mean, James Conner, Chase Edmonds. I'm out on Chase Edmonds from a fantasy perspective. I mean, he's not – they don't want to give him the ball that many times. They want to use him as a finesse back. That's why they brought in James Conner. Um, you know, they wanted, they did use Kenyon Drake. I mean, people kind of talk shit on Kenyon Drake, but he got a lot of carries last year and he wasn't as bad as you remember, probably. I mean, he was good enough to he get was pretty picked bad. up by the Raiders. He, he was, was pretty bad. He for was fantasy, bad. yes. For fantasy, yes. That's why Kyler Murray had that many rushing touchdowns because Kenyon Drake couldn't get it in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, but I actually completely disagree with you. I don't think – I think James Conner will get a lot of touchdowns. I mean, I mean, I mean, he Chase had 10 Edmonds. rushing touchdowns last year. Kenyon Drake had 10 rushing touchdowns last year. And James Conner had That'd 6 and 700 yards and Pretty 4 good. average per carry. He's only going to get touchdowns. He's not, he's going to get about 600, 700 yards, and then Chase Edmonds <laughs> is going to have 1,000 yards with receiving and rushing combined easily. Chase Edmonds probably is going like, to have a probably way like bigger five role. touchdowns. Let's be honest; probably not going to be a ton for Chase Edmonds. No, no, no. I'm not saying touchdowns. I'm saying Chase Edmonds is going to get the yardage. Well, no, but obviously touchdowns lead to the more points here. So uh, if you're playing PPR, catches lead to some that's more true. Points. And I mean, again, we'll have to see <clears throat> what happens because we don't if, know. Well, if, if I'm taking any players on this team, first off, I have had shares of Kyler Murray. I had him last year. I got him last year on a couple of teams, and I had him on. 
on uh, teams, and I've traded him in one, and I'm trying to trade him in the other. His value is so high right now. His value is high. I don't. I don't really believe it's true. I'd grab a. I'd grab myself a Dak Prescott before Kyler Murray. Uh, and then the other, and you know, he and then Connor are the only guys offensively that I'm interested in for for fantasy. I don't really want Hopkins. I'm not really a big Hopkins guy. That's just a personal preference. It's, it's hard to not take him. Though. Just not at his price. That's the, the price. His price, is, his price tag's high. Yeah, it's a little inflated for a guy who doesn't really catch a lot of touchdowns. Agreed. So. 100%. And then just screw the tight end. Let's just. Yeah. Irrelevant. Max with two X's. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Bad. Who used okay. to be on. He was the on the Baltimore Ravens and he wasn't very good there either. So. I've said this about like every team we've talked about, but this would be the team Zach Ertz needs to go to and would elevate them. I feel like. I'm done. I'm done. That. That's it. That's okay. it. Okay. Because we've done the Colts. You say you need to go to the Colts. We've done the Chargers. You need yep. Zach Ertz just needs to retire. You said the Bills. Oh. He needed to go to the Bills. He like, go to the Bears. Bills <laughs> are solid. All four of those are phenomenal options. I know. I every guarantee time he goes every to every one of division, those four. We have to have at least one team where you're no, like, Zach Ertz would be amazing on this We've team. talked more than four divisions. Those are my four teams for Zach Ertz, and he's going to go to one of them. 100%. All right. Is anything on this defense excite you? I mean, yeah, there's a lot on this defense that excites me. I think J.J. Watt is kind of massively undervalued right now. Um, you know, just because the sacks weren't there doesn't mean he slowed down last year. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people, and I would not shock me at all if he has double-digit sacks again this year. Um, Chandler Jones, similar story. Uh, I think he – but I've heard a little contract – I was about to say, I wanted issues. to ask you about Chandler Jones because so he could I don't know if he's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really want to pontificate on that. But as is right now, I mean, Chandler Jones is still a, an amazing pass rusher. Um, and then as far as the, the linebackers go, I like Isaiah Simmons a lot. I like Zayvon Collins a good bit. Um, I think they're both going to be the starters there. I just have some questions about how effective they're going to be. Um but we'll see. You know, they played a lot of a lot of defensive snaps on that team the last two seasons. So sometimes they'll just the, the, the production should be there. And then Buda Baker, we all know who what Buda Baker is. He's one of the best safeties in the NFL. Yeah. He is an absolute tackle monster, and his impact plays have been going up every season since he came into the league. He's getting more pass deflections. He had uh he blitzed a lot last year, low key. Uh, didn't get home for sacks, but he has opportunities for that if that continues. And then he had his first two career interceptions last year in back-to-back games, one of which everyone remembers because he got ran down, like by got DK tackled Metcalf. right before he got a pick six. He got tackled by DK Metcalf. That was sad. It was sad to watch because he, he deserved that pick. He, he just doesn't that. have the stride. I mean, DK Metcalf's stride is just so – he's just so tall. I mean – he was making up probably six to eight inches every step on Buda Baker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that that feels fair. I feel like Malcolm Butler might be interesting. He was good last year. Um, we'll see. That was more that Titans role, though. Yeah, it was, and that Titans and that's role. the that yeah that hundred percent. It was it was what happened because he was with the Titans, not because of him. Yeah. So we'll see what he can bring over to the Cardinals, but. My problem with the linebackers is obviously Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins are both extremely talented. I just Isaiah Simmons, I know he didn't really have a huge role on the defense yet, but Zayvon Collins is a rookie, so I can't say anything about him. But Isaiah Simmons did not look good his first year, and I, I obviously as a rookie, half you got it. Okay, well you got it. He gotta, flashed. 
he he struggled and he flashed. So yeah. I think he'll be good in, in, in due time. I just think that's that he's all you gonna can be, ask for a rookie though. But the problem is, is I think people are going to draft him really high because of where he was drafted last year. And that's the thing is I think the price tag hurts. I think Zayvon Collins might be your bet, your best bet in redraft leagues. Cause he actually is a rookie and everyone's going to go, well, Isaiah Simmons was drafted higher. That's what people do. That's, fair. that's true. So, I think either one of them have a great chance to be okay. I just wouldn't want to pay the price tag. For Isaiah Simmons. 100%. Okay. Well, Hey, um, Unfortunately, I need to get off of here, guys. I cannot finish out with the Seahawks with you. Oh man, I had so many things to say that I'm sure you would hate. You should listen to it later and tell I me. I will. I'm going to listen to the, the show tomorrow, probably at work or the next day at some point. So this has been super fun. I wish I could stay up later, but I need to go get my son to sleep. So no, thanks for filling in, man. You really helped yeah, out. I really appreciate good, your takes. Always good to have you. Go yes, buy that sir. Patreon, ladies and Don't gentlemen. be a stranger. Yes, Patreon.com. Find us all on Twitter. Twitter is on fire today, FYI. If you are not in the yeah, fantasy I saw football. Some of your, uh, I saw some of your tweets. Looked like I'm just, I'm just getting back to my old ways, you know. Just the yeah, Lord's blessed me. That's probably how, how to handle it. Yeah, that's always a good thing to do is just go backwards. So, All right, Sergeant. Sounds all right, good. later, fellas. We will see you, buddy. All, All right. right. What's well, the over-under on Arizona? Let's finish up. Arizona is 8. It's 8.5 is the over-under. I like it. I like that a lot better than the others. Well, okay. So let I me, know they have to play these three teams, obviously. Let me Well, and let me read you their other schedule. I, I, can, I think you're going to quickly find out why they're 8.5. Um, week one is at the Titans. Week two is home against the Vikings. Week three is at the Jaguars. Week four at the Rams. Week five, home to the 49ers. Then they go at the Browns, Texans at home, Packers at home, at the 49ers, Panthers at home, at the Seahawks, at the Bears, Rams at home, Lions on the road, Colts at home, Cowboys on the road, and Seattle at home to finish it out. So it all depends on how they do in their division. Because honestly, there's some there's some gimmies there, and there, sure there's a couple gimmies. But playing like the Cowboys, no, they'll surprise. Colts, they'll surprise. The, the, the Cowboys have gone eight and eight for the last like several years. It's true, but their so, defense. I don't know if their defense is good enough to keep up. Oh no, I agree. I agree. But I think JJ Watt and if Chandler Jones stays, I think that those two, along along with Buda Baker, which all three of those are your draftable, super right. draftable guys. Uh, I think those three together, Baker, Buda Baker makes gets at least two touchdowns there that wins a game. Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt literally end at least one game together by sacking a quarterback in the last minute. So I just think there's some winnable ones there. I feel the best about this one because it's lower, because they're going to beat the Seahawks or they're going to beat the Rams. They're going to beat – they'll probably split their division. Well, let's be let, – I mean, here's the thing. Like, this would be a nice bet hedge because if, if they don't get to nine wins, this team is going to be – I mean, on fire because they're going to be coaching oh, staffs going to be all tail. let go. Like they're going to have to figure out what to do with Chandler Jones contract. JJ Watt will only have one more year. Like what, what, like this is kind of like, I'm not going to say this is their hail Mary year, but if they're not, if they don't surprise people this year, go like 11 and six or something to that effect. This team's going to be on like just absolute dumpster at the end of the season. Well, I will say that they do have the 11th best offensive line as per PFF, and it's pretty much all rebuilt. Like, well, that's what I was like, man, that's line. hard to believe because it's like all new guys. 
So they're actually pretty high, and they literally have four of the five as new guys from the, the New York teams, Las Vegas and Buffalo. So honestly, I just think that's their biggest question mark because if those five don't click and those five don't know what's going on, yeah, Kyler Murray's fucked. 1,000%. I love okay. Kyler Murray, but anyway. All right. Let's wrap Arizona and let's get up to Seattle. Um, all right, I'll keep this quick because I know we've run a little long and we lost our third to argue with me more because I had a <laughs> yeah, lot of it's points. It's going to be me and you arguing, so this will be... Uh, that's fine. Let me let me just start off. Uh, let's just go ahead and say their offensive line is 19, so it's middle of the pack, not great, a little bit lower to the end there. And, and can, before you even get, go any further, Seattle, why? You, you know Russell Wilson hated that. Why didn't you do something in the offseason to get the whole line better just to appease him a little bit? He wasn't even asking for weapons. He wasn't asking for anything more than just a better O-line. So They got they got Gabe Jackson from the, the Raiders. I'm not saying that that's better. but I was about to say. Um, no, yeah. And, then, and Dwayne Brown from Houston. Or was that last year? Yeah. Those, they did get. Oh, that, yeah, was, that was years ago. That was years ago. That's my bad. Yeah, he was like traded up there. Yeah, that was that was years, years ago. Back. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, so Russell Wilson. Okay, I know. I know the argument here. The offensive line is not great, and the, the problem is this. This is my problem with people on the Seahawks. Every year, for some reason, Russell Wilson is like the seventh or eighth quarterback drafted. It's like he's yep. been a top five quarterback the last I don't know ridiculous how many years. So this is my problem with him. Mm-hmm. Why do people keep doing that? He's my personal QB five. We have him at QB six uh, behind Lamar and Prescott somehow. Um, for one and the other yeah. better passer yards wise. So I personally, I actually have him over. I think I have Lamar over him by like one, just personally, just because of sheer consistency, he should be higher. Rushing. But he's literally averaging right at 4,000 yards for the last 6,000 or this last six years, mm-hmm. 34 plus TDs with a 40 and sprinkled in there. Oh, that's in the last five of the last six years. He had one slower season and he's averaging right about five to 600 ground, uh, five, five to 600 yards on the ground with yep. a couple more scores each year. That's phenomenal. 4,500 yards. 36-ish touchdowns, maybe more, maybe less. Now with DK Metcalf, so if you have any bonuses, uh, big play points, which we have in our league, that's phenomenal too. So my problem is DK Metcalf, a little high, but at the same time, I believe he should be. So his rookie year, 911 yards total. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal, 58 out of 100. I mean, seven touchdowns, can't even complain. Last year... Good old Bob Dunklin, 1303 yards, 10 touchdowns for 80 on 83 <laughs> catches. So good old 1303 reference. If anyone actually knows what that is, I love you. Tweet me. I won't give you a dollar, but you should still tweet me. Um, so we have him currently at 21. He's about 18 ish on PFF ranks and other people's ranks. Um, we have Jefferson just a little bit under him. And then Jefferson's a little higher on the PFF. So personally, I think Jefferson should be there just because of his ridiculous year last year, but it's so hard to say, Oh, Jefferson's gonna be better than DK Metcalf. Well, it's hard to think that Jefferson's going to improve on his year last year because that was such an incredible year, but oh, absolutely. But I mean, it was right around the same numbers. I think he had 1300 yards, uh, maybe a little bit more, uh, about 10 plus touchdowns. I just, I just personally think that DK Metcalf has the option to continuously get 1300 yards and 10 touchdowns. Like there's no, I think that's – I'm not saying it's this floor, but I think that's a pretty fucking solid average, and there's a there's a higher ceiling even with that. Tyler Lockett, on the other hand, super slept on. Dude has gotten 1,000 yards the last three seasons, a little bit under in 2018, and 10, 8, and 10 touchdowns the last three years. 
Mm-hmm. I just I don't understand why nobody likes him. He's down. So uh, t- the problem with Tyler Lockett is like he'll have like a three touchdown game and the rest of his games won't live up to that. And everybody's like, oh, well, he's having a down year. But it's like it's not actually a down year. You're just mad because he had one week where he was like wide receiver, the first best wide receiver in the league that one week. And then the rest of them, he'll be like 15 or 10. Like he won't be, you know, top five. So I think consistency, just the inconsistency just pisses people off. I agree. I think we have him ranked really well. I think PFF has him at 47 above Thielen and Galladay. And I just don't understand it. We have him before Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton and T Higgins, which I think all three of those players belong under him. And then we have DJ Moore, Cup, and Ayuka right by him. So it's like really that those, out of those seven, I would be perfectly okay with grabbing uh, Lockett right there. We yeah. have Galladay a little bit higher than them. Um, I just think Lockett right there. I mean, you're getting DJ Moore, Carolina with terrible quarterback. Well, let's see, let's see what Darnold can do. Cup, who no one knows what's going to do. Ayuk, rookie last year. Deontay Johnson. I, I still don't know what the hell's going on with uh, Pittsburgh. I think I'd rather have Ayuk than Lockett, but other than that. I, okay, I get Ayuk, Sutton, who came off an injury, and T. Higgins, who had one rookie year. I just think that the consistency's there. I get that it's not always perfect, but this is also like your fifth, sixth, what, sixth round. So, I mean, mm-hmm. this is your third wide receiver, potentially. I think that's a perfect third wide receiver if you go all running backs wide receivers. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. So it's not anything against him. I love, I, I like him a lot. I just think that people immediately sleep on him. And then Chris Carson, I don't even need to talk about him. I, he is the most averagest running back ever and there's nothing behind him. So where his value is, is perfect. 40, the 15th or 17th running back off the board. You're still what getting I, a starting running back. You can take over in a second. Yeah, You're yeah. still getting a starting running back. You're getting one of the last starting running backs, which is fine. Someone's going to reach for him in like the third round for like no reason. But if you get him in the fourth, fifth round, I'm about it. Especially if you go zero running backs off the start or you need one really badly to round out your team, do it, but don't feel happy about it. Yeah. I was just going to say the thing about Chris Carson, and maybe this is just the same thing every year is just like, there's a chance that he could be a top five back. There's a chance he could be a top five back. There's a path for it to happen. Now, the problem is something always seems to happen like either injury or they just like, you know, kind of chill out on using him as much, something like that. They'll spell in Richard Penny for a couple of downs, which make no sense because Chris Carson's clearly the better back. He has the path to being a top running back though. So if you snag him as your RB two, you are looking at good upside there. So fun fact, the last three years, he's averaged like eight yards per catch, but he only gets like 20 to 30. So it's like they just don't even give it to him. And he had four touchdowns receiving in an injured year. Makes no sense. Yeah, I don't understand why they what they do with him. It's fine. I'm I'm okay with grabbing him. I'm always happy because especially the value you're getting him at. I think everyone knows this. It's that weird. But I agree. He's got potential. It just they never seem to do it right. And maybe it's off his flying. Maybe it's whatever. Anyway, let me cut to one more person. Eskridge, I, uh, Dwayne Eskridge, their new rookie wide receiver. I don't think there's any, uh, immediate need to like reach for him. I think he's great sleeper. Grab him later. Cause if anything happened to DK or Tyler Lockett, you're getting a immediate boost to that guy. Uh, I imagine he probably ends up with 600 yards. He'll probably be usable. Uh, so at some point throughout the season, I don't know when Eskridge in college was mainly like a deep threat guy. Like, you know, he'd be the speedster that ran down. I'm pretty sure he had the highest, uh, 40 time at the, nope, the, nope, no, 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 that was the Cleveland Browns guy. 
Oh, Schwartz. Yeah, okay. the Tyree well, Kill. Yeah, Tyree Kill. I know he was really fast um, at the combine as well, and he is was a deep threat in college. So I think that there's you know a chance they could use him in a similar role. It just fits right in with this offense and this team. Um, it's what honestly, it's what they need because you'd think maybe Lockett goes in the slot, maybe DK on the other on the left. I would side. say Lockett in the slot for sure. Dwayne Eskridge there too, but I think they also probably run some. Double running back, double tight end sets because they're stupid, even though they don't have any tight ends. Uh, which, speaking of tight end, nah, just just leave it alone. Well, I mean, you can well, grab we, Gerald Everett. Or that's Will what Disney. I was I was going to say. Gerald Everett will be a steal because I think he's actually the starting tight end on oh, this team. Oh, for sure. I just, and he's a good pass catcher. He was good in um, L.A. I don't I don't see why, but he's not getting you know, any love. My problem is, is they had Jimmy Graham right after the saints and they That's did true. nothing with him. Like, I just don't think tight ends are built for this team because Russell Wilson must throw it deep, like 20 yeah. plus yards. And unless, I mean, Everett wasn't bad for the Rams. Don't get me wrong. Second tight end. Maybe think about him. Don't, don't worry about him. Think about him later. Uh, as for the defense, I think everyone knows that Bobby Wagner is pretty much easily in the discussion for the linebacker one. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure Jordan would have something to say, but uh, no, dude, he is. He, he's like 140 tackles team. for the last like 18 years. Just kidding. That's an overestimation, but he's ridiculous. <laughs> Jamal Adams, I sack machine. I wish he could pick off a couple of those instead and run back for a touchdown, but instead he just fucking destroys quarterbacks, which is phenomenal. Everyone hey, loves we'll it. take the sacks, man. eight sacks, eight sacks a year. I think the last two years, um, I, I personally, the record. I think his tackles. Yeah, he did. His tackles could do a little bit more, but he blitzes so much, I, and which is great. But I just feel like they need to use him at coverage more because Seattle gets burned a lot, and he needs to be back there because he's good at that too. Um, and then as for uh, defensive line, there really isn't any other than I I want to see what Kerry Hyder can do. I doubt he gets much going on, but he was actually serviceable in San Francisco last year. Um, he was kind of the fill-in for Nick Bosa. He's always kind of been the rotational defensive end. I'm not saying draft him high. I'm just saying keep an eye on him. Other than that, uh, I would keep one eye on Jordan Brooks. He was drafted last year in the first round. He was not amazing last year, but he was a good tackler in college. He was not that last year, but, I, you know, just keep an eye. Is KJ Wright gone? He Currently, yeah, but he's he, he is – favored to resign resign oh, okay right. well if he doesn't resign i completely agree because kj wright's gotten like 80 well, that, yeah that's what he i'm saying up after bobby wagner that's what bobby i'm saying wagner about jordan brooks is if if kj wright's not there then jordan brooks has a chance i just keep an eye on him that's uh, cool. also i just want to shout out to my boy pierre does year went to high school with me fucking phenomenal uh he's he's been a cornerback uh he was on a bunch of different teams he was on the jets actually was the best cornerback on the jets last year and got cut because basically they didn't so want when to you say went to high school with you like did you have a conversation with him uh i will say i i shouldn't say much much things about him but he uh we did go to a couple parties we hung out uh on several oh, like occasions how that's how you did said that okay uh i he actually got in trouble he had a scholarship <laughs> lost to mizzou because someone posted pictures of him drinking on Facebook when he didn't even have one and he lost his Mizzou scholarship and then went the hard way through Lindenwood to get to the NFL. He was by far the most talented athlete in our school. Like probably ever, I guess, but uh, no, yeah, he's uh, he's on there. And honestly behind Trey flowers, I, Akella Witherspoon, I mean, and Trey Brown, some younger guys. I just don't I say Pete Carroll said he loves Trey Brown. So well, Pierre we'll Desir was on this, was on the Seahawks uh, team for like the playoff run a couple years back. 
And so I think he's going to add a little veteran presence to that team. And I think he, I think he has some playing time because he actually has a pretty decent amount of interceptions. So mm-hmm. uh, he had like three interceptions. He led the league uh, last year uh, for the first like five games uh, in interceptions. So just saying, don't, don't draft him, but just great guy. I mean, you can, I've actually played him a couple times in defense uh, in defensive leagues. And he actually did get the interception on Ben, ben Roethlisberger back in like 2017 again yeah. on the Browns. So he was usable. Just wanted to shout out my homie. Um, <laughs> you do. Um, all right. Well, the over under for Seattle is 10 games. I just, I don't feel comfortable about any of these teams. It's so hard because they all in and they all look good. They all seem about a 10 and seven team. Like they all absolutely could go 10 and seven, except I don't think it's possible because they'll probably lose to each other and stuff, but hundred percent. Well, I mean, let's look at their schedule real quick. So they go on the road to Indianapolis. They play at home versus Tennessee on the road against Minneapolis or Minnesota. Uh, on the road against San Francisco, then they play the Rams at home, Pittsburgh on the road, New Orleans um, at home, Jacksonville at home, Green Bay on the road, Arizona at home, Washington on the road. I kind of actually hate this that they go every other week is home road. That's gotta hurt, man. That would that would suck. Um, and then they play, they finish out the season. San Francisco at home, Houston on the road, L.A. on the road, Chicago at home, Detroit at home. And then Arizona. Do all of this, road. does all of this division play Detroit? Poor Detroit, man. Yeah, I feel like every single one of them played the Lions. Well, here's the thing: when we were talking about the AFC, we were like, "Well, who the hell plays all the bad teams?" And now I'm finding out it's the NFC. The NFC ha- is playing all of these bad teams. Think they're trying to nerf Tom Brady? I, mm, that's or, a good question. Buff Tom Brady? Question. Tom Brady's division. I mean, he. The problem with him is he could win any game, or they right. could win any game. So, yeah, I. I, I I would do it if you're a truther, but I, I'm not I'm not sold on any of these four. I just so feel I'm, like if I had to bet, I'd bet ten seven. I just bet right. Who do you think's the winner of this division? I think it can be any of them personally. I think it could be any of them too. I I don't care. I have to go San Francisco. Healthy San Francisco is the best team. I, I it's just. just it's just what I, it is. I personally just think there's some growing pains. I get the defense carries them. I think they still go to the playoffs, but I think Seattle's number one personally. I think the Rams have some growing pains with My problem Stafford. with Seattle is they didn't get better than last season. I agree, but I think Russell Wilson is going to come out with a vengeance, demand to be traded but after. He's already, he like, well, okay, I was about to say he's already mad at his team. No, no, this is what's going to do. He's going to play hard because he wants he wants money. I mean, he likes money. I mean, Who doesn't like money? I, exactly. So he's going to play hard. They're going to get to the playoffs. They're going to lose in the playoffs, whether they're the first or the second. I mean, pick one of those two, and they're going to win the division. They're both going to go to the playoffs, I imagine. I mean, the Rams obviously could. And I Arizona think three teams could go in this. They could. They could. So, I, I, other than Arizona. <laughs> Russell Wilson goes and probably maybe wins one game, and then they lose. And then he demands to be traded. because. Well, I could see Seattle, if they win the division, they'd probably be in the fourth seed. Then you'd have San Fran and L.A. in, like, the sixth, seventh seed. No, 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 that'd be the third seed because the NFC East will be the fourth seed. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I will. I will got, say that. There yet? I forgot about. That. I was. I can't wait for that division. By the way, I have lots of things to say. Yeah. Well, I think that's next week. So I can't anyway, wait. we're gonna need four. This hours division's gonna be the second most fun division in the NFC. I think you are correct. Okay. Well, that's enough NFC West talk. Let's do some closing points. We have a rare, a very rare combined closing point. 
Um, oh, shit. I forgot about this. Oh, <laughs> kick it off, Bill. So me and Josh were spitballing some million-dollar ideas last night. We were just, fucking around and playing video games. But... Just tossing around some what could make us a boatload of money. So his his old lady was at uh, a, a person's house uh, watching some ladies. Watching, watching The Bachelorette. So we thought, what a good fucking idea if there was a Buffalo Wild Wings but for restaurant what so esque restaurant not restaurant where they showed shows that most females like to watch like bachelorette too hot to handle the circle like any of those kind of friends friends has to be on there for sure where just for repeats and stuff because buffalo wild wings let's be honest as much as they want to make that like a anybody can hang out their place they make it very male oriented which we have beer specials in 2021 maybe isn't the best look but hey here we are so we think we should go completely the opposite direction and we make one you know in the bathrooms we're going to have firefighters that are you know barely clothed we're going to go the that that's what happens to B-dubs. B-dubs has women scantily clad in the bathrooms. We all have seen it when we've gone. Are to they the in the bathroom? Well, not in the pictures of them. There's pictures of them. Oh, oh, and they always play like women's volleyball in the bathroom. Exactly, which is, which is really like who, who, like who, who cares about? I, I want know. them to put the football games on the TVs by the urinal. Dude, when they I go always to the bathroom, have those TVs turned off for some reason. No, if they are on, they're on women's volleyball, which is weird because who wants to watch women's well, volleyball? And here's the thing: I mean, they don't even put bathroom or video or TVs in the women's bathroom, so they don't even have a choice to watch anything. Well, they don't have urinals, to be fair. Not trying to be just, but they could find a wall spot or whatever. I was but, gonna say, what, what do you mean they could find something in there? I would love ridiculous. to be sitting in a stall because you know, for reasons, uh, and just watching fucking football while well, I'm, I'm missing the game. Ugh. But anyway, my thing is, instead of the tables, it's just different living room sets. So it's like they what they do anyway. They go watch The Bachelor together, or they go watch whatever TV show together, or they're just getting together for some wine and charcuterie boards. Which yes, they will sell charcuterie boards because everyone needs those nowadays. Look, like I know that the this is I, this is probably just going to come off as oh, two guys are making some sexist thing. I, I, I've talked to my wife about this. She was like, hell yeah, I would go to that bucket specials for seltzers uh wine specials she would be all over that shit she would love to go to a bar where it was something that she wanted to watch not football or basketball or anything and yell at the screen about these motherfuckers on the bachelor she would love to do that she does it at the house anyway so why not just put it in a bar setting like we do with sports well i think it's actually a really great idea Mission, we choose a centrally located Buffalo Wild Wings to watch football because you can't watch all eight games or whatever on in the morning. So we we all pick a centrally located one. We all drive about 15 minutes. It's better than driving from South County to West County and moving around and having to drive 40 minutes. Everybody could drive 15 minutes and they could mm-hmm. get their favorite things. They could go watch their favorite shows. There's They have all the streaming Netflix and Hulu and Paramount. Speaking of Rocket Powers on Paramount, unrelated, just phenomenal show. Everyone should watch it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm just saying, I think it's a great idea. I don't know what the money situation would be like, but that's not for us to determine. Someone should take that and run with it and you can name it whatever you want. 1000%. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm going to channel my inner Joe Wiggins one last time for my, um, individual closing thought. So is this, let's say, is this your closing point or is this Joe's closing point? I'm just going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to channel my inner Joe. I just want to let you guys know he gave us no background on this at all. I believe <laughs> the US, tournament I, is. 
I Googled it and it says it's the US Open. Yes, I play golf. I just That's played great. golf, but I shot a 48 on nine holes. That's not good. It was a bad day. It was wet. It wasn't a good time. Anyway, so the I believe US Open picks for this evening or for this weekend are his top picks are Justin Thomas, shocker, one of the best golfers, and Matthew Fitzpatrick. I don't know who that guy is. I cannot tell you, but I bet to God that Joe is right on this. He was right. At least one of the two times, if not two of the three. I cannot, I, I don't remember. He never gave me a wrap up. We never had a debriefing session afterwards. Anyway, his DraftKings picks are, of course, JT, because Justin Thomas is the shit. Matt Fitzpatrick again. Brooke Kepka, also phenomenal. Joaquin Phoenix, just kidding. Joaquin Neiman, Mark Isisman, Is, Isisman, Isisman. I don't, it's not Isis, I promise. It's Mark I, Leishman. Leishman? Is that an L? I thought that it's was an, an I. L. Oh, yeah. that's my bad. All I was right. Let's say that's our Australian guy. All right. That's my bad. Sorry, Australian listeners. Uh, and then Chris Kirk. I love golf, but I do not watch it. I will say that is my bad. But these are Joe's picks straight from Joe's mouth. Once again, he is playing golf right now in Michigan at like 11 o'clock because the sun never goes down. Um, so Fantastic. listen to him. Listen to those picks. We're actually giving this to you a day-ish early, probably, if Billy gets this I'm, up and running. I'm making a DraftKings lineup right now based on those picks, and I will tell you how it goes next week because Joe never actually tells us how it goes. That's a so. good idea. That's what we should do is we should just, well, that's what I'm going just... to do this week because he never tells us whether he wins or loses. And we just have to know how much money I know. I know the second time, the first time he, he did pick a guy who ended up botching it like a few, a few rounds or the second or third round. Uh, the second time he did it a few weeks ago, he was dead on and could, and he didn't even get to submit his picks and he was pissed. Cause he would have won. Yeah. So at least after those in some 50 fifties, cause I mean, you never know. I mean, throw five I'll bucks do, at I'm it. About to, I'm about to do it. Make yourself do 10 bucks, man. All right, for my closing point, um, I just kind of want to give a spoilerless review of Black Widow. I went and saw it last week. Um, I know Josh has absolutely died. no care in the world about. No, no, no. she died. She fell off the the thing because uh, the purple guy killed her. That's close enough. Um, so yes, Black Widow died in that movie. This is kind of a, a prequel, or what well, is a prequel? Because obviously she's dead. But this is a prequel that happens right after. Um, Captain America Civil War and right before the Avengers um, Infinity War happens. So I'm just going to give you like this. Obviously, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Don't worry. You're not I'm not going to ruin anything of the movie, but I'm just going to reframe how the movie should have been marketed. It should have been marketed as a uh, Florence Pugh movie who plays her sister in the movie, Yelena Belova or whatever. Mm. It's a Russian name. It should have been marketed as a, a movie that's her her story with like Black Widow, like uh, Natasha Romanov, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow in the movie. So you're telling me that it should be called Brown Recluse instead of Black Widow? Well, it, no, it still should be Black Widow. It was funny because the spiders. It is, it is because of the spiders. I get it. But I just want people out there, because if you go in thinking of it as a Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow movie, you're going to be like, well... She died. I know what happens after this movie because she dies in the next movie. Like, uh, why did we make this? Why is why are we making this now? It doesn't make any sense. But if you look at it from a different perspective, as a Florence Pugh, who was fire by the way, Florence Pugh movie, you're gonna love it a lot more because it's a great movie. And if you look at it as her origin story, you're gonna love it a lot because that's what the movie should have been marketed as. And I'm telling everybody that I know to go into it with that heads that mindset because 
if they if you go into it with a mindset I went to it, you're gonna be disappointed on the first like thought and go around. You're gonna be like, well, why the what the fuck did we just watch this? But I'm telling you, this is the way to go. All right, so real quick, can we just talk about ScarJo? Because sure, damn, damn, that's all. I actually I don't even need to say anything else. I think everybody knows. Mm. So. Uh, Florence Pugh, my my man. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. I, I, I not shockingly, but uh, I, I I like Marvel. Don't get me wrong. I just I never got into the. They came out with so many movies so fast, and I don't really go see movies that often. This is pre-COVID. I just I can't spend fifteen dollars to go see a movie. It's just ridiculous to me. So I usually oh, I love the Marvel out. movies. I'm gonna see I, them. I still haven't seen Civil War, but I've heard it's really good. That one's really good. I've seen the Avengers. Winter Winter Soldier is probably my favorite. Captain America Winter Soldier. Really? I never saw that one either. That if you if you had to like if you're like man, which one Marvel movie should I watch and then I won't watch anymore? I would probably say that one. I do. I I do love Spider Man though, man. Spider Man's in game. If you had any knowledge of what was happening, because I did, I did, I understood. I mean, I didn't saw in game. Yeah. Oh, I've seen all the like important ones. What? You just didn't know any of the characters or any of no. I've seen on? I've seen Thor and I've seen Captain America and I've seen Spider Man and I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy and I've seen whatever other ones. That's most wild. of them. That's Ragnarok. Wild. Ragnarok was pretty good actually. I thought Ragnarok. That was yeah. Yeah. See, I don't know how to pronounce. That's it, the yeah. wildest way of whatever. I. Well, you I are, did, you are I chaotic, did. man. I don't no, know. If I, I, I am definitely chaotic neutral. Uh, I I I uh I, I go for it, man. I like I like what I like. I like Spider Man. Captain America, not gonna lie, I get it. He's cool. He's made of titanium or vibranium or whatever the fuck. Um, Neither, but fine. Uh, isn't this isn't a shield made of vibranium or is that uh, uh or is that X Men? No, vibe. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, it is. Obviously. We can cut this at any time, but I'm just no, saying it's... I like Marvel. I just don't love it like some of you Marvel freaks do. And I mean, it's fine. It's 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 cool. I'm into football. If you guys want to know about, uh, it's fine. It is vibranium. You're right. Oh, okay, you're fucking with me, but, making me sound well, like the an X Men one is is animantium, and whatever. We don't need to get on the whole that whole discussion. All right, do you have any Which, closing? Well, points no, for us? I actually do have a closing point. Sure. God, they botched X Men. The first one was so phenomenal. Well, it was okay, and then the second one was like even worse. Oh, and then the don't third worry, Kevin Feige, worse. who runs Marvel, is going to take over X Men. Oh, I know he's going to fix it all because he's. What are they going to do with Wolverine? What are they going to do with Wolverine now that Whoa. Hugh Jackman's old? I, I don't want to spoil anything, but they're going to start fucking with like the timelines. And so like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is going to show up in the, in the new Spider-Man. That would be dope, actually. It, that's just going to happen. It's for sure going to happen. No, um, I thought da- you meant like in because X-Men because Spider-Man did have, I mean. Well, but I'm saying like he's going to the, the, the like so Hugh Jackman's Wolverine could easily come into the new movies because they're going to start fucking with the timelines of these multiverses and stuff. So. All right, anyway, last minute. If anyone actually listened this long, which uh, Bill, Billy's laughing, but I'm just, just going to pick a random person, and I'm going to tell you to draft him. Mr. Jerry Judy. I've already told you to draft him. Draft him. Cortland Sutton has been injured for the last fucking year. He's going to come back, but Jerry Judy is going to have reps. I get it. Their quarterback's garbage, but that means their team's garbage, and that means they're going to be catching the ball. That's it. Draft him. Okay, well, follow us at Umbre Vendor, follow at Josh Hall 1H STL, and follow at 50 Shades of Drunk. We really appreciate Jordan coming on and filling on for OP Economist Joe this week. And follow at Offensive Points on Twitter. We love talking to anybody who wants to talk to us. We are perfectly fine with that. We're going to start our best ball draft here probably within the next two weeks. 
So if you, there's only, I think, two spots left. So if you want one of those two spots to come hang out with us, by all means, if you want to prove you're better than me or Josh or Jordan, he's going to be in it. If you uh, made Joe, it past the Marvel rant, we'll waive your entry fee. <laughs> That's a good point. So, all right, follow us. We will be back next week with some more division breakdowns. we got two left, and we will talk to you all next week.